0: Hour, everybody. This is a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real
1: people. I'm Penny Blackmore,
0: and I'm Brittany Bowring.
1: Welcome. i expect expecting that. Where are you, Britt?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. I really liked that. Actually,
1: I forgot what we were supposed to say. Oh, I where have a feeling.
0: Hopes. Yeah, I had a feeling, mm-hmm. though, that you were going to come in with something hot, hot <laughs> off press, you know? I had that the feeling. The
1: breath was dated. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and then the subscribe. Uh, you guys should subscribe. That's the last thing we should say.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> and continue with the cute rate- ratings and the reviews. Oh, we love those.
0: Those are the best, especially right I'm now, not- I'll tell you. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I can't see Brit, so I don't know what's happening over there. But how are you, Brittany?
0: I am doing okay today. I, um, I'm taking everything day by day, trying not to, um, you know, uh, it's funny how emotions are, uh, everyone I talk to is having a similar sort of not not everyone, but a lot of people I talk to are having a similar sort of go with this whole uh, isolation thing. Um, And it seems to be that days are just really, there are highs and then there are lows and there are some in-between moments, but there's no sort of regularity of my, you know, emotional state.
1: Oh, I am telling... Like... I'm telling you, I totally agree. So, like, at first I was really loving the, um, like, the quarantine thing. I was like, oh, my God, this is just my fantasy. Like, I get to stay at home and do nothing all the time. Um, And then, like, I started to miss my friends. And then I think, like, it really kind of hit the whole situation. And this is very common for me, for something to take a long time to hit me. It, It happens with literally every bad thing. Um, it can take weeks for me to be like, oh, actually, I am really upset about that. Um, yeah. So like Monday sucked, Tuesday sucked. And then what day is it today? It's Thursday. So yesterday I, like, I cried all day, basically. My face was sore at the end. <laughs> I was just oh, no. crying and crying. And I, it was all like really selfish as well. It was just like I was afraid of stuff for myself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's ups and downs, but I'm better today.
0: I think that's the thing of, of just sort of taking it day by day because I am so much more emotional these days. So things are making me cry at like the drop of a hat or make me angry, like really fast or, you know, and I, and I am usually a fairly level headed, um, person. So it's a very, it's just very interesting, but I've, I've really been trying to, um, like, um, without trying to sound too silly about this, but trying to like honor my feelings. So if I'm like, I feel really frustrated at the moment, like what would help me feel less frustrated right now? You know? And I'll like be like, I'm going to just have a moment to like do some stretching or something, you know, do a bit of yoga. And just like, I'm really allowing myself to like leave work behind. Um, if I feel I need to right now.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I think that's exactly – that would be the advice that any sort of professional mind person would give you. They'd be like, you do actually need to process feelings and um, sometimes like for someone like me, it takes me a while to process them But if and like you said, if you just honour them for a moment or just sort of take them in for a moment and be like, okay, I feel frustrated, just name the feeling – and then see what you can do about it. Um, yeah. Sometimes you don't have to do anything about it. But.
0: I'm curious what you think about this because I've been, um, although I've been really trying to not be on social media, you know, more um, now that I am sort of at home all the time and don't have friends around, but I I am following this one um, therapist and she, I'm following several, but she said she had this <laughs> post <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but she um she had this post um that was talking about um oh, I, I actually I saved it so hang on a second because I'm just going to bring mm-hmm. it up on my phone because I don't want to say the wrong thing here um into saved they really they really hide your saved posts quite well don't they okay here we go I hate that. Right. So the, the, the person that I'm following is called uh, her, her Instagram is called Hey Tiffany Rowe. Um, and mm-hmm. she is a very kind of like cool, hip, young, um, therapy person. And she talks about invalidation and validation in terms of your feelings. And mm-hmm. this I found really interesting because I'm so used to when I have a feeling of like, this sucks, let's, for instance, as an example. So I'm like, this sucks. I can't see my friends. I blah, 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 whatever. Um, my instinct is is to always be like, you know, it could be worse. Right. And I know that like, I've always thought that's a really good way to look at it, like be positive and realize blah, blah, blah. But she's saying that actually that's kind of invalidating your feeling almost or you know if you feel frustrated it's like well it could be it could be more frustrating you know uh, because this and this could be happening and she's kind of saying Mm -hmm. like you can feel your frustration like just acknowledge like you can just instead of saying to yourself this could be worse you could actually just say yeah this does suck you know what I mean like and just sort of uh, really acknowledging it instead of sort of pushing it away and not allowing yourself to feel it
1: does that make sense exactly oh exactly it's kind of like um You know when you you know, like you break up with a boyfriend or something, and everyone's like, "Well, at least you've got your health." I mean, nobody (laughs) says that anymore, but you know, it's something that you know, an auntie or a mum might say, and you're like, "Yeah, great, thanks." Like that doesn't help me at all, and it also makes me feel like a total dick because now I'm upset, and but I also have my health, so I'm upset and ungrateful. Um, So yeah, I totally identify with that. I do sometimes think. Instead of saying um, at least it could be worse, I do think, but I know I'm very lucky. Like, you know what I mean? Like I try and make sure that I'm always putting it in the perspective, especially especially now when people are literally dying, Um, (laughs) uh, poor poor little guys, and like losing their jobs and everything's pretty fucked. Um, In the scheme of things, things could be worse (laughs) for me. Um, And and I do feel really lucky, but at the same time I'm not you know like yeah you've got you've got to validate your experience
0: i think that's what it is i think it's not about like like over dramatizing it or um yeah. you know or like rel- like really like uh, what it like relishing in it and being like, Oh, woe is me. Because I mean, that's not the kind of person that I am, nor the kind of person that you are. And so I'm often mm-hmm. thinking about that. Like, God, thank God I'm not sick right now. Or thank God I, I don't have a, you know, a respiratory issue so that I'm a, in the risk group or thank God that, you know, my, I don't really feel like anyone in my family or close friend group is really like at risk. Like all those things I'm super thankful for. And, you know, exactly. Um, So yeah, it's about, it's a juggling act, but it has just been so interesting learning a lot about myself. (laughs) How are you, Penny? How are you doing?
1: Um, I'm good today. I think um, I was talking to a friend earlier about the idea that, um, I mean, I just kind of feel like this, this whole thing. And I think a lot of sort of uh, millennials might be feeling this way or professionals might be feeling this way, like... I work and I enjoy it, but I've been given this glimpse of another life, which is, like, I work not very often because I literally don't have, client, like, enough client work to keep me busy every day of the week. Um, and then in the rest of the time I do nice things that I want to do, for example, like reading books as if I'm on vacation. You know, that feeling that when you're reading a book on on holiday it's different to reading a book in your apartment. But now I feel like I'm reading a book on holiday because it's just like so guilt-free. I'm like, well, (laughs) there's nothing else for me to do. And like watching movies and planning dinners and uh, I don't know, like it's this sort of freedom in a way. Um, And so that's been weird because I'm like, oh, well, You know, it kind of does suck that we actually have to work just to live. (laughs) Um,
0: Do you know what I mean?
1: Like, I know that's a silly thing to say, but.
0: I absolutely know what you mean. I think it's kind of a, it's a weirdly beautiful time because we're really forced to, Slow down so much, and I'm doing exactly all of those things that you just mentioned. And I think that's what Mm. everybody is kind of doing like, Mm. really planning meals and, um, and reading, like, actually reading for like an hour or two at a time. Like, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Um, and you know, um, yeah, just really spending a lot of time doing things that are relaxing and calming. And it's a bit weird because, um, at some points i'm like god i don't like deserve to be doing this right now like yes. i'm not on vacation you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah that guilt you're like oh well i should be doing something else but actually in some way because i know like i guess because i've i've been working in business development for so long like i know i i can smell in the air when no one's going to be signing any deals you know what i mean like i know when there's a global climate where people are not open to proposals and they're not open to signing off budgets and that sort of thing. So you're really going to have to like dig around for opportunities at the moment. And I just know that like the effort that I spend, it's much better for me to be extremely strategic and and contact people that um, I know have work, but there's no point me sort of like flailing around and trying to do all this random stuff in order to get business. I can just do exactly what I know works and the rest of the time is actually mine. Um, And it's cool because like far out, like have you, I've just had a, I think a lot of people feel this way, like all of a sudden what's important in my world has been reduced to four or five things. Walking outside, like planning nutritious meals, um, like and, and connecting with people you know, in a much more authentic and much more, you know, like I just put so much more effort into getting in touch with people now, um, and making it count. So it's like all the stuff that existed before feels ridiculous now. I don't
0: know. Yeah. 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 It's so weird. It's so funny. Like, I mean, this is a really great example of how humans really adapt. Like, although we, um, you know, we get really used to things. And then when you kind of rip them away from us, we kind of freak out. But in the same token, Mm -hmm. like within this sort of three weeks of being at home, I kind of forget what it's like to, you know, be like making plans where you go out of the house and you go over to somebody else's house and you, (laughs) you know, meet up for coffee at a coffee. Like, it's just weird. It feels so far away.
1: Yeah. And also, um, you know how everybody's asking like, oh, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get out of uh, self-isolation? Everyone's Mm -hmm. saying the same thing. And for me, it was almost like I could not, I literally couldn't think of one thing that would be more important than that. Like, and then I was like, what did I do before? Like, what did I spend my money on? (laughs) What was it that I was doing? So, Britt, I was just thinking uh, I organised this freelancer chat the other day. It was like a Zoom call with a bunch of freelancers on it um, and I thought I might share the learnings that we took away from that.
0: Um, yes, please. I would love that. Woo.
1: Okay, great. It was um, I just posted something on LinkedIn like maybe we should, all these freelancers should come together and share any tips and tricks. Um, not that I think that, that there will be any hacks or anything at the moment. I think it's just a matter of like, uh, keeping calm and carrying on a little bit. Number one, um, if you're a freelancer and you're trying to get work, um, something that we found works really nicely is to cut your work into smaller pieces. So um, keeping in mind that larger budgets are not going to be signed off, but smaller things might. So if you can charge someone like a half day rate for something, like a couple of hundred euros or a couple of hundred bucks, you um, which is just literally a, a piece of the work that you were going to do so for example um our good friend hanny who runs no bullshit studio he has been doing these uh design reviews which are just like one day ux design reviews um and he gives you a bunch of answers on that so instead of doing like a larger strategy piece it's just that little chunk
0: love that um, a great idea
1: yeah, I loved it too, actually, and I've uh, I'm doing that as well, so that um, people can kind of get access to me at a more affordable price. But I'm not I'm also not like devaluing my offering because it's just a part of the bigger offering.
0: This is the um, thing I think that's the really important thing to think about is that you shouldn't like that's the worry that I have as well is that everyone's just going to like slash their prices. And then it's like, once Corona passes, everyone's going to just like raise them again. Like what happens then?
1: Right. Yeah. So think about it. Like instead of discounting an entire cake, just sell a slice of the cake. I love it. Okay. So the second one is, uh, to create no brainer value for your clients. Um, so this is like, if there are answers that you can quickly give your clients, then. Just do that and charge them for it Um, instead of saying, okay, well, uh, I'm going to delve into this problem space a bit more or um, I'm going to come in and do three workshops or 12 meetings just say okay cool i can charge you a half day rate we can jump on a call and i'll answer all your questions so just start like getting straight to the point basically is what i does that make sense for it yeah
0: totally um it's really interesting because that kind of happened with a client but sort of organically and i just realized that you don't always have to have this big plan for some huge you know like you have don't have to all have all these exercises and things worked out sometimes all they really need is a sparring partner Someone
1: to run their ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I I had this with one of my clients. They were like, oh, well, you could do this whole workshop thing with the whole team, or you could just sit down with us in a room for a day and answer all our questions. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's much easier and much quicker (laughs) and much more direct because you're actually asking me exactly what you want to know. Obviously, like there's a huge time and place for workshops, um, but this is just one of many options. Um, okay, so point number three was clear. write clear emails with relevant information. So instead of um, writing some obtuse outreach email to your to your clients and saying like, oh, hi, uh, I know we haven't spoken in six months or whatever, but uh, maybe we could catch up on a call. Instead, like really get to the point. So um, potentially just sending, let's say that you're wanting to do some work with a company that you worked with last year, Um Maybe send them an email like, "Here's what I'm offering. Here are the prices. Here are the timeframes. I'd really love to hear from you." Blah blah blah. So just like, not not beating around the bush, like making that first email count.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think people people are really busy right now. You know, everybody's like, they. It's almost like you almost need to be a little bit more direct with people because it's you know, yeah. it's just kind of wild. Hundred
1: percent. I actually think it's going to fascinatingly change the landscape of business because all of a sudden. Um, what's happening is that all of these businesses across the world, across many different types of industries are going to be completely recalibrating their strategy for 2020, um, And so they're frantically scrambling for what to do. So if you send them an email that it just clearly outlines what you offer and what you don't, that helps them to quickly make a decision um, when their brain might be already a bit scrambled.
0: Totally. Um, There's also like, I mean, this is a little bit um, as a a little side note that I wanted mm -hmm. to toss in. Like being a freelancer right now, I know that a lot of people listening aren't freelancers, but it's kind of cool to be a freelancer right now in some ways, not in the way that our, um, our salary is guaranteed because it definitely is not. Um, but you are able to be more flexible. You're, you're off, you're, um, able to change your offering and, you know, exactly. um, adjust your, your pricing, but your more, your offering in general, um, way more than an agency or a bigger business is able to. So you can kind mm. of try to capitalize on that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I was talking about that earlier with a friend. I was like, I'm glad that I can now just offer something completely different than what I normally offer. Whereas if I was with an agency, I would be kind of stuck with that one thing that, that they um, provide as a service. Totally. Um, and that price so- <laughs> as well. Anyway, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'll just quickly spin through the rest because um, obviously not everyone is a freelancer, but um, the final points were payment options. So some companies won't have revenue coming in right now or cash flow. So they're really uh, not excited about spending money. So what you can do is sometimes work for commission if possible, or you could ask for equity, or there could be some other way to get paid so that the company isn't paying you now. And while I know that a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, but I need to pay my rent. That's fine. Um, But having like some money in the bank for later even might help you. Um, So, think about different types of payment options you can take. Finally, uh, contracts. Don't forget these. So, when you're doing really scrappy work and you're desperately trying to get some stuff together, um, it can be easy to forget the details, but that's when you really actually need them the most. Um, So, make sure your contracts are in order, a services agreement, Um, or whatever you need, you can Google these, find them on the internet, make sure that they have all the right details. And then finally, um, there's an episode of the Happy Hour podcast called the Sales 101 episode. Um, And I thought that would be actually quite good to refer back to to get the most value out of your um, new business kind of calls.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even people (sighs) who aren't freelancing um, can get some tips from these from these really valuable bits of information um because a lot of people of course are in agencies or working for companies that are also trying to probably get clients at some point so absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. love that pen thank you so much for sharing those with us
1: my pleasure
0: Okay. So another topic that we wanted to bring up today um, is the topic of resilience. And this is something that Penny and I have been talking a lot about. Obviously, um, a lot of people are struggling right now. Our world has been kind of turned upside down in a lot of ways. Everything is changing. Everything, you know, the way that we live our lives is completely different. And um there's no wonder that we're all kind of struggling
1: a little bit to adapt to that. Okay. So uh, resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness. Um, and then secondly, it's also the ability of a substance or object to spring back to shape, uh, yeah. back, back into shape elasticity. So that's that speaks to the flexibility part of resilience.
0: Can I just say that I don't – I because I, I saw those um, – those definitions. And I've always known that to be the definition of being resilient. But now I'm starting to sort of change. Well, I guess I'm not cha- like, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the definition, but I think it's, it might be a little bit misleading because the way that I always yeah. interpreted that was someone is able, like something happens to someone and they're able to just kind of shrug it off and be like, mo- you know, moving on, no worries. Um, you know, that didn't bother me at all. You know, I completely shifted gears in a moment. So, no, you know what I mean? Like, mm. and I, I've been told before that I'm, um, not very resilient. And I always thought, really? oh, well, yeah, which I thought, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, by people who we probably, you know, shouldn't okay, trust that information. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like, uh, I just, I've kind of realized that being resilient is a little bit different than just being able to, um, move on when
1: something, you know, when
0: some kind of trauma happens in your life. Would you agree?
1: So, um, in this definition, it says the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. I don't necessarily think that resilient people have to recover quickly, but they have to be able to move on effectively. Like some things will stay with you, but I think it's it's the capacity to recover and like almost like come back stronger in a way. Yeah, like yeah. let it let it not ruin you, basically.
0: Totally, and I the way that I kind of. Um, have been approaching this is trying to find ways that work for me because things that work for me will not work for you or for other people. Um, and I think that a, a truly like someone who's trying to build resilience, which I think is obviously a very um, wonderful quality to have uh, to be a resilient mm-hmm. person. Um, mm-hmm. Someone trying to do that, it's it's more about finding out what works for you and what helps you. Adapt to the situation. And it's not about shrugging it off. It's not about being, uh, you know, pocketing away your emotions. It's actually about really uncovering them and feeling them and finding ways to help you through them, I think.
1: Oh, bravo, Britt. That was fucking Ah. great. Love that. (laughs) Don't shrug it off, baby. Don't shrug Um, that off. When I was having a look around on the internet for some resources on resilience, I found that it's not like a hugely scientific art. So at the moment, it's kind of like the philosophies around this are like, oh, we, they're they're all very different, basically, the the advice is varied. Um, but I think overall, like if the first step is like you de- just believing that you deserve to feel better and to feel good um, and that you deserve to give yourself the chance to recover, because I think a lot of the time it's like when something b- bad is happening to a whole population, it can be really hard to prioritize your own um, well-being. Does that sound totally. silly?
0: No, I think that's so true um, that it's just – it's it's very difficult to take care of yourself when you see everyone around you struggling. Um,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, And and the good thing is like I – whenever I've been like not feeling so great in the past, the thing that I always try and come back to is that if I'm sort of miserable or depressed or like feeling like a shell of a person, then I'm not able to help anyone else. I'm not able to contribute. I'm not able to participate. I'm not able to like be my full self and help and, and give love to my family and friends. So that's something that helps me to motivate, to be like, okay, Penny, come on. Like it's time for you to rally a little bit and, um, start to try and like take the steps to feel better.
0: Absolutely. I think that's something that I I often have to remind myself, um, is that, you know, you do really have to come first because yeah, you're not able to do, you know, to to help anybody or better anyone else. If you are you know, yeah, at, at, at all, just in a, in a crumble. Um, so yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think another thing I, I always kind of thought about because I always sort of had in my head that I, you know, wasn't very resilient. Um, and I was thinking that, you know, I've always known that I'm a very, um, emotional person. I think a lot, you know, this with a lot of creative people. You're often quite an emotional person and there. And so I kind of thought because of that, You know, that is, I'm like, oh, that's why I'm not very resilient, you know, because I'm really emotional. Um, But then I actually have now realized that I think that might not be true at all. And I think that creative people or like emotional people could even maybe be more resilient, um, Uh, you know, because we're actually in tune with our emotions and we are very, you know, willing to like um, introspectively kind of reflect
1: I think um, I I hesitate to use the word more
0: resilient. (laughs) I am. I'm way more resilient.
1: (laughs) But I would I would definitely say that like being able to because the the act of creativity is basically like channeling emotions into some kind of art form, right? So being able to do that is an act of like processing emotions and processing feelings and coming to terms with them in a way. And because you're a comedian, like comedians laugh at themselves and you can only do that when you're not actually hurt by it. Don't you think? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so. The, the, the jokes that, um, are not funny. You know, when you go and see a comedian and you watch them and then they say something and you're like, Oh wow. Like that felt really raw. It's because they hadn't processed the emotion yet around it. Oh my
1: God. Totally. Yeah. 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 I've been at shows with you Brit where I've been like, Oh, that was too real. Yeah. Like that was actually, I know that that was real for you and you don't even think it's funny. It's actually just awful.
0: Yeah, exactly, or and people sad. do that a lot with like family tragedy or you know things they'll they'll often go and joke about it, and they're trying to deal with it, but before they've processed it, it will not land or very rarely um, mm-hmm. because people can mm-hmm. feel how raw and real it is, um, and nobody likes to laugh at people's true pain. Like that's not yeah. fun, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and Brit, I want to ask you a question. Like when you think about this coronavirus thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, life might might be shut down for a while. And what is your way of thinking about it? Are you kind of like, I hope this is over soon, but I'll mm-hmm. make the best of what's happening right now? Or are you, are you thinking more along the lines of, like, um, you know, this is our new reality. I might just, like, immerse myself in this new reality and as if it's never going to end.
0: Yeah. God, you, I wish, you know what I, mean, right? I wish I could be the person who would just be like, this is my new reality. Um, I'm, I, I have yet to, to get to that point. I mean, I think that might be maybe a really good place to be. Um, mm-hmm. because you'd really sort of like, I am adjusting my life a lot and the way that I interact with friends and I'm really trying to do this whole, you know, um, setting up video chats with friends very often and like group video chats, like we've been doing those as well. And, and I'm, so I'm trying to like do those kinds of things to, to adjust, but I'm definitely not at the point where I'm like, yeah, this is my new reality. I'd be totally fine if everything stayed exactly as it was. Like I, that's not how I feel.
1: What about you? Mm. I, okay. So I always try and, um, adjust to new things as soon as possible instead of mentally fighting it. Um, like for example, and this is like, even for much smaller things. So for example, if I work for a really great boss and that person gets fired and then we get a new boss and I don't like the new boss, I don't get hung up on the the old stuff. I'm I'm like, okay, well, this is how it is now. There's no point me wishing that my old boss would come back. There's no point me getting annoyed that he was fired by the umbrella group or whatever. I need to like, get on board with this and see if it works for me. That's different though, because if it doesn't work for you, you can quit.
0: Um. (laughs) No, but like, but, but this is, this is really interesting. I think that's, um, that is, I think a really good example of resilience as long as you're not, as long as you still kind of like grieve the loss of your favorite boss or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think that's maybe why I am struggling with it so much Is I kind of am really fighting it you know, this being my reality, you know? Yeah. And so I think, I think you're absolutely right to embrace, I think that's actually like a really kind of mentally healthy, uh, way to yeah. approach it.
1: Okay. Thanks. That's like the one <laughs> mentally healthy thing I do. So, woo-hoo.
0: Nailed um,
1: it. <laughs> Um, so that was actually something that I've, I've read in a couple of, um, on a couple of websites, they were like, it's best not to fight it emotionally. Don't spend all your emotional energy on pushing against something that you literally have no control over. So try and just, you don't have to embrace it. You don't have to be like, Oh, great. I love this, but you can accept it and you can look at it in a neutral way where you're kind of like, okay, there are definitely things I don't like about this. And there are things I do like about it, but, uh, regardless of whether I like it or not, it's moving forward. It's happening. Yeah. So just, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool.
0: I think I'm going to, I'm going to try that. Way. <laughs> I love that. It's just like a, fl- a flip of a switch for me as, as I'm saying, it. I know that would bit- so. let be see. so nice. Let's see, like just a, a change of of the you know the framing. Um, yeah, I think that would actually help help a lot. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Another framing tip is um, that I found on the internet again. Ah, oh, oh, just just side note, Brit. How glad are you that we have the internet?
0: Oh, <gasps> yeah. I'll tell you, it's pretty great. It's pretty pretty.
1: I am great. hashtag fucking grateful right now. Because <laughs> imagine. I haven't paid my phone bill in months. Like I couldn't call anyone.
0: <laughs> Good old German what? phone companies. They don't even let you pay. It's crazy. That's the problem. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what did you find so, on the internet? Oh, um, so another frame reframing technique that you can use is to replace words like always and never to sometimes and maybe. Yeah. So instead of saying... Um, it's always going to be this bad you can be like it's it's sometimes bad you know what I mean like don't be so absolute um because I think if you you can kind of like step out of the emotion of oh everything's fucked I'm I, I hate everything then you can start um being being freer to be a bit more rational I guess
0: totally Totally. I love, I really, um, love that one. Actually, we should put a link to, although this isn't super like work related, it's more about like trauma and loss, which maybe a lot of people. Um, I mean, obviously a lot of people deal with that as well. Um, but there is this, this kind of mini course and it's just like a few videos, um, on LinkedIn that is, uh, uh, Cheryl Sandberg and what's the guy's name?
1: Adam Grant.
0: Adam Grant. Were you just running from somewhere? Yes. (laughs) Love
1: that. We're getting another drink. (laughs) Oh, fucking perfect. Um, I wonder if anyone will hear like me opening the fridge. Just one second. I'm just going to put a splash of Aperol in my spritz. There we go. Love it. Cheryl Sandberg and Adam
0: Grant talk about resilience, and it is quite an emotional conversation that they have. That was one of the times that I cried yesterday um, while I was watching these videos. They were just very emotional, emotionally charged, but uh, but I also found them um, very interesting and quite helpful in terms of yeah how to frame things and um, also how to help people who might be having a really tough time right now, you know, the, like how to actually approach that. Um, one of the things that Cheryl said, cause so if you know a little bit about Cheryl Sandberg, she lost her husband very, very suddenly a few years ago. Um, and she basically, she said that, um, you know, that, that classic phrase that everybody uses where they say, um, uh, if there's anything that I can do, just let me know. Right. Which is like a nice, comforting phrase for sure for someone going through something difficult. But there's literally, they're never going to ask you for anything because there's, you know, it's so difficult to gauge what's too big of an ask or what's too small of an ask. And, you know, it's just very confusing. Yeah. So she says, yeah. instead of saying, instead of saying, you know, if there's anything I can do, just do something, you know, just do yeah. something no matter what it is. Or if it's I'll really just something.
1: Yeah, Yeah. give a suggestion. I do that all the time. I'm like, all right, so what I'm going to do is this. And then sometimes people will be like, well, for example, I might be like, what I'm going to do is I'm um, going to do your grocery shopping for you and I'll drop it over. And they're like, well, actually, I just went to the grocery store, but if you could go and get me some this, you know, paracetamol from the pharmacy, that would be great. So and actually when we used to do design sprint training, we used to teach people that if you're facilitating something, And you um, can't get anyone to start giving you information. Like, if you're if you have a group and you're like, okay, guys, what do you think is the first step? And everyone's standing there quietly. What you should do is actually just write something on the board.
0: Yeah. Because people
1: are much more likely to disagree with you than um, than actually speak up. So you can actually take the
0: pen. (laughs) Tell you drawing parallels, cross cross life parallels. I'll fucking tell you. I'm impressed.
1: Great, but that's such a great Um, point. Thanks, thanks, Blit. I miss you.
0: (laughs) I miss you too. Oh, the closet just isn't the same without you in here. I mean, it's much Um, more spacious, but um, (laughs) but it's definitely got a
1: feet kicked up.
0: Oh yeah, I'm super comfortable.
1: Um, Okay, I have two more points. Okay, great. Do you have some points? Do you want to chuck in a point?
0: No, I'm going to comment on your points. Okay, I like perfect. That.
1: I love that. That's great. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, one of the things is um, in difficult times, a lot of people will need support. Um, and a really good way to build resilience is to go ahead and support them. So, like, ask tough questions, often be that sort of shoulder to cry on. But when you're doing all of that, you absolutely have to set boundaries so that um, you're not an emotional because I I know, I don't know if you feel like this in the past, Brit, but I've had friends who've just literally hung me out to dry and like every problem was suddenly my problem. And, you yeah. know, like you have to make yeah. sure that you're giving support and friendship and love, but not so much that you're depleted.
0: Yeah, totally, and that's not going to help them build any res- resilience at all, right? You need mm-hmm. to, um, yeah, help them, but uh, yeah, you can't. You can't. That can't mean that you lose your, you know, sanity and um, well-being yourself.
1: Exactly, Um, and then my final point is mm-hmm. actually something that I've been trying to do in many asset aspects of my life. So, um when it comes to like body image or. Um, how I feel in relationships or many different aspects is to try and neutralize my thoughts a little bit, which sounds negative, but let me explain. So I don't think you have to be positive all the time, but sometimes uh, if I don't feel positive, then I feel wildly negative. So for example, like if I don't like that I have nothing to do in the day, I'm like, I hate this. You know, I, it's the worst, it's the absolute worst. And I get really dramatic. Um, but what you can do is just try and neutralize this. You're like, okay, obviously it's not my favorite. It's not ideal, but it's not the worst. So I'm just going to bring it up to, I do not enjoy this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I think that's, um, I I love that idea of like, because I think that you and I can both tend to be a bit dramatic. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. What? That doesn't sound mm-hmm. right. Um, so I think it's a re- it's a really good reminder to just be like, okay, is this the worst thing ever, or is it just kind of shitty? You know. Mm. Um, I love that. That's great.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, there was a couple of articles that um, suggested that self awareness was really good as a sort of mm. foundation for your resilience work. So like exactly like Brittany said, like we have to let emotions kind of, um, flow through us and observe them as they go past. Um, and then also like build flexibility around those.
0: Yeah. I think also like another thing that maybe just isn't, um, uh, talked about enough is this kind of, uh, like just sort of confidence in general. I think Mm -hmm. being a, a truly kind of confident person really helps you have a little bit more resilience because you can kind of see past the, you, you, you kind of have a little bit more belief in yourself to get through this difficult situation. And one thing that, um, that I think is, is really powerful. And actually, I mean, we, t- we've talked about this before. We have a full flipping episode on confidence, but the whole idea mm-hmm. is that you kind of remind yourself of the things that you're either really good at or that you've, you could, it can even be as simple as, um, I think this is another thing that Cheryl said, but, this is, um, you could even sort of remind yourself on a daily basis of three things that you did well, uh, that day, you know, and they don't have to be mm-hmm. big things, but just, you know, some things that you actually accomplished that we're good. Um, it can even be, you know, um, you made dinner and it was tasty or whatever, right? Mm. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but I think just kind of trying to continue to build your confidence in times of sort of, uh, um, I don't know when, when times are a little bit rough
1: is oh, yeah. not an
0: easy thing to do, but super important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're much stronger than you think. And one, um, resilience tool that I picked up a few years ago, which I absolutely love is um, it's kind of a mantra and it's just I've done this before and I'll do it again. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's really powerful because you think, oh, I can't handle this. And I know I say that sentence probably 15 times a day, I can't handle this. But actually, fuck, yes, I can. You can yeah. handle it. Brittany can handle it. My mum can handle it. We've all Shit we've can handle been. it. Kit can handle it. God, <laughs> Kit can definitely handle it. Kit
0: can for sure. Um,
1: it. You know, if he like, can handle
0: editing this podcast. I'll tell you, he can handle
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, tell me about it. But like, yeah, I little pep talk. But like, you've done it before. You've you've gone. I guarantee everyone who listens to this podcast has had some really difficult thing in their life that they've had to get through. Life is full of catastrophes. That's just how it is, you know. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is actually. I mean, it's unpleasant to say, but catastrophes and and major chaos. It's very common. Like it's part of life. Life shouldn't be smooth sailing. I mean, it should be. It would be nice, but it's just not, and you can't control it. Yeah, it's um, never
0: going to be. So build up that resilience, people.
1: Yeah, baby.
0: How's your Aperol spritz treating you?
1: Ah, tell you what, it's fantastic. I just sort of one more thing on resilience. Just one more thing, and I know this is a bit of a downer, but um, I feel like sometimes we need to consider what uh, grief. Like when you're going through any kind of chaos or any kind of difficulty or uncertainty, there's a period of time where you're like, I need to grieve something, whatever I've lost here. Like for in in our case, we're very lucky that all we've lost is our mobility, I guess. Um, but for some people, they might have lost their health, or they might have lost their job, or they might have lost a loved one, or they might have lost a sense of stability. But you need to grieve that. You need to be like, I give my position myself permission to have a good, you know, like really acknowledge that feeling um, yeah. and and let it sink in because that's once you're able to do that, then you can actually move on
0: yeah i've I vow that I will um take on um self isolation as my new reality.
1: <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> that you. is
0: what I'm gonna do.
1: I vow I that I would only drink two drinks per day.
0: That's a straight out lie, and you know it. yes, it is it's, it's so hard. hard. That's so hard not to drink alcohol. It's just, it's so lovely. And when you're at home and you're cooking and you're, you know, wandering around, it's like, I mean, it's the perfect, it's also the perfect transition from work into no more work. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. That's what it is. It's like, okay, it's drink time now, which means work (laughs) is over. I can start like faffing around my kitchen, having a look at my random ingredients and my canned goods and trying to make something out of it
0: I do imagine you just like sitting in front of your canned goods feeling pretty good about yourself <laughs>
1: like I, me. yeah you know me too well <laughs> you a little camera in my house
0: honestly Penny I don't like I mean I know that probably people listening don't know this about you unless they follow you on Instagram then maybe they do but Penny loves a canned bean
1: I'll tell you that right now <laughs> More
0: than anyone I've ever known. It's kind of wild.
1: we they're very high in iron.
0: That's true. Yeah. Beans are great. I mean, obviously. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our episode about freelancing and resilience and how to get over these crazy times. Um, We are also going to be releasing, as we mentioned earlier, a little podcast, a kind of mini snippet that will be a little bit more, um, what will it be, Penny? Like fun times. Any it's
1: like, okay, so If this is the burger, that's the French fries.
0: Oh, love that analogy! it. or I the McNugget,
1: depending on how you swing. I'm a I'm a nug as a side dish girl. You have
0: a you have McNuggets as your side. Oh my Thank god, you, yeah, that is great.
1: <laughs> yeah. So tune in. Um, we'll we'll release the McNugget in a couple of days. Um, we don't really know when, but we'll we'll, we'll
0: make sit. sure they're supersized. If you know what I mean oh (laughs) you know what i mean oh my god i'm going bananas and i'm in a closet so it's not looking good
1: enjoy your week at home and don't be a dick
0: don't be a dick (laughs)
1: love you bye (laughs) bye Yeah, baby.